Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Do you ever look at your favourite celebrity and think, I wonder if we have anything in common? Well, there's at least one thing. No matter who you are, no one knows you better than your mum. I'm Peter Todd. I'm a columnist from Fabulous magazine, where every week you can hear from the nation's most loved women on everything from fashion and beauty, health and fitness, and pretty much everything in between. I'm also a model and presenter, but my hardest job by far out of all of these is being a mum. Because mums shape who we are. They're there for us when we need them and even when we might not want them to be. So, for this series, we decided to speak to some well-known, incredible women and find out just what makes these female relationships so formative. This is Things I Told My Daughter. For this episode, I'm joined by Laura Hamilton and her mum, Lynn. You might recognise Laura for her work on A Place in the Sun, but aside from being a fantastic TV presenter, Laura has a love for property, travel, hospitality, and of course, being a mum. Obviously, I'm a working mum. I couldn't have done that without having mum come with me to look after them, or my mother-in-law has come on trips, and I couldn't have done it without their support, effectively. Laura's mum, Lynn, has been her rock throughout her life supporting her when she chose the route to showbiz over going to university, becoming an adoring grandmother and being Laura's inspiration on how to keep positive when she was diagnosed with an autoimmune disease called ITP. I just said to her, look, I've got these bruises. She just looked at me and went, oh my God, Laura, like what on earth is going on? Laura and Lynn are both gorgeous inside and out. It's so humbling to see how strong their bond is even through moments of adversity. And these two have shared more than a few of these moments in their lives. This is Things I Told My Daughter with Laura Hamilton and her mum, Lynn. So, thank you very much for having us. We are here with Laura and her mum, Lynn, and some canine company as well, which have been very, very well behaved. During lockdown, obviously, I hate to dwell on all of this, what did you spend a lot of time with each other? Did you still get to see each other? No, I mean, just, you know, like everyone else, of course, well, we followed the rules. You know, I I live in um, Surrey, so I'm not a million miles from here, but it's still sort of like 40 minutes in the car. The only person that actually I did see that I encouraged to come over was my granddad. Okay. My mum's my mum's dad, who sadly passed away, and I'm glad that he did come over. Oh God, like it'll make me get upset already. But yeah, he um he came over, and I'm glad that he did. Mm. Oh, like I think, like you say, I think it's nice that you did get to spend that amount yeah. of time. Yeah, yeah. We just did lots of um, no, we did lots of FaceTime. Yeah, lots of FaceTimes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's all right. No, you make me upset as well. <clears throat> yeah, it's tough. Yeah. Were you all very? all very close as a family we were we were and um 
Well, we still are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we didn't. I didn't see you because um, you were shielding as well, weren't you, with rheumatoid arthritis? Yeah. yeah. And actually, do you know what? I don't know technically whether I should have been with ITP, but I never ever got the letter to say that I was had to shield. And um, I was busy doing deliveries of, of fruit and veg. No, we didn't see you for like God. How long was it? Well, well a long, time. long time. Yeah, long time. But I was more concerned for. Really, Rocco and Talia, my kids, not being able to see grandparents yeah. um, and, you know, friends and stuff. And I think that's that was what was hardest for, for children of their age, the six and seven. Because a lot of the time they didn't really understand. I you think tried that's... To, and, you know, it's very, it's very, very tough yeah. for them, really. Well, it's a balance hard. because you want them to understand why these things... You know, it's not that they've been bad so that they can't go to the playground no. or see that, but also you don't want to burden them with... How much do you let them know about what's going on? You don't yeah. want them to be scared of stuff. So it was, they all knew the word COVID, yeah. didn't they? Yeah. COVID, but they didn't actually understand that you know what it actually really, really meant. I also, I also think it was it's quite hard. It was well, it was hard for everyone of every age, but for Rocco and Talia, um, they didn't really use a lot of like um, iPad technology yeah. and stuff, and they're not into social media and yeah. you know they kind of fell in between the yeah. gap of being too young for it to make much yeah. of a difference, but or not old enough to still have that, in, that yeah, yeah social that interaction. online. Mm. So um, it was quite, kind of hard hard for them. And then I think when they saw you for the first time, I was like, oh, can we can we hug you now? Are we like, allowed no, to? No, are we allowed to hug you now? Yeah. So yeah, and that was hard actually. You know, being grandparents, not being able to hug your we'll grandchildren. Fight your complete yeah, instinct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, very difficult. Yeah, yeah. I think we're all very good at kind of deflecting it and sort of saying, oh, but other people are, are worse. But I think you are allowed to yeah, to kind of feel sad about that. But um, just touching on what you just said about then, for people that don't know what ITP is, um, what is that and when were you diagnosed with that? So ITP is um, short for immune thrombocytopenia, which is a low platelet count in your blood. And it's something I'd never heard of in my life at all. When Talia, who is now six, was seven months old, I I got on this kind of um, extreme fitness like weight loss, right, I'm going to get back into shape. And I I was probably the lightest that I've I've ever been since I was like at school doing my A-levels. But I felt great. Um, I, I did lose a lot of weight. And people kept saying to me, oh, Laura, like, you look amazing, you look amazing, you look amazing. But I think secretly they were like, Laura, you're losing too much weight now. But because they kept saying to me, it you look great, it, I was like, it? oh, good, good, mm. I'm going to keep going, keep going. It wasn't to do with the weight loss, but it, it was just people started to tally the two together. Mm-hmm. So I started noticing, I mean, Rocco and Talia were only 17 months apart. So I had like a seven-month-old baby and obviously Rocco is a toddler. So he'd be jumping all over me and we were playing stuff. And I started to notice all this bruising on my legs. Okay. And I got this really bad bruise, like just under my, my elbow. It was probably sort of like the size of a potato. And um, like a, you know, a jacket potato size. And I, was, I didn't know where it had come from. So I had that, and then I had all these this bruising over my legs, and I actually hid it sort of from... I didn't say anything to, to anyone. And it was my mother-in-law. I was at their their house, and I just said to her, look, I've got these bruises. She just looked at me and went, oh, my God, Laura, like, what on earth is going on? 
Um, I said, I just don't know. I don't know where they've come from. Rocco jumping over me. She said, yeah, but that's not that's not normal. That's not right. You need to go to the doctor. Because that's, that's one thing I've always done sort of throughout my whole life. I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to the doctor. Don't want to, you know, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Don't want to make a big deal. And she was like, you need to go. So I went to the doctor and immediately after I saw the doctor, they just looked and went, okay, you need to go to the hospital now for blood tests. And I was like, what is, you know, you start to then do the worst thing of Google doctor. Oh God, I'm going to, you know, they mentioned platelets and blood cells and what I was like, I've got leukemia. Oh my God. Like, you know, um, but that was it. I came out of the doctor's surgery and it was like, right, go straight to hospital now for blood tests. So I went and had blood tests and um, it turns out that I have ITP. So my platelet count in my blood had dropped dangerously low and the normal levels of platelets in your blood I think are between like 175 and 265 or, so, or something maybe even a bit higher and mine had dropped to 22 and when they drop to fifth, like 15 and below you're at risk of like a bleed on the brain and I was like well how has this happened why has this happened they were like it's an autoimmune disease and as soon as they said it's an autoimmune disease I was like right okay maybe there's something genetically in our family um that this has happened and the reason I say that is because when my my mum had myself and my brother I don't know how soon after having Luke you were diagnosed probably about a year so a year after having my brother my mum was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, okay. which is an autoimmune disease. So that's always been something in the back of my mind that, um, you know, whenever I went and had blood tests, like throughout my pregnancy, whenever I had blood tests, because I'd never had to have blood tests. But when I was pregnant, they were like, oh, have you got any family history of anything? I was like, well, my mum's got rheumatoid arthritis. And they were like, oh, that's fine, that's fine. And I've always said to them, can you just check if there's any way of tracing it in, you know, my bloods? And they were like, no, there's, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing. So it could be that it's something to that. genetic. Yeah, I, I mean, I actually really believe it is genetic. Okay. And I think it has been proven now that it, it is somewhere in the genes. But, yeah. but my brother's daughter, um, she's got um, an autoimmune disease called Stevens and Johnson syndrome. Okay. You've probably never heard no, of that. No, I haven't. I've never heard of it. Yeah, and she was diagnosed that when she was four. Okay. She's 28 now. But that's autoimmune as well. Ah, so it's So I think it's definitely like something in there. And it seems to be... The women. Females, yeah. I know, and that's like a, a concern, you know. I always think, oh, God, like, what's Talia? You know, I hope Talia doesn't end up... But then you can't... I can't think and like that. And there's no right? sort of... A, they can't screen for, for anything like that. I don't think so. I mean, I don't... I, I, not as far as I'm aware. I mean, I always said to them, you know, oh, is there any way you can trace whether I've got something to do with... It was only when I got yeah. ITP yeah. that it was like, oh, OK, you've got ITP now. You know, they, they said to me at the time, well, I was like, how do I, how do I treat this? And they were like, but you've got to go into on a course of steroids. And I was like, but I've lost, I've lost all, all this weight. weight. Yeah. I don't want to. And I was like, is it anything to do with the weight loss? And they said, 100% no, it's got nothing to do with weight loss. It's got nothing to do with, it's just one of those things that's happened. So I was like, oh, you know, I don't really want to go into a course of steroids. Can't we just sit? I mean, that's terrible, right? Because ultimately your health is more important than anything. Sod the whatever. But steroids, I mean, having, I've been on steroids for, not at the moment now, but as a result of something when when I was unwell. And it's the side effects that come with long-term steroids are not a lot of fun either. Especially, like you say, you're young and, you know, active and traveling. So yeah, like you say, I know it sounds like you know, you think, oh my gosh, how like, like vanity on that point. But I completely understand where that 
that mindset well weirdly over the course of the next two weeks my platelet count started to go up on its own it didn't go away itp doesn't you know well it's really common in kids actually yeah it's common in, in children and it can be a result of a traumatic experience or event and when I had Talia, that was quite a traumatic experience. I mean, all childbirths can be traumatic, yeah. right? So um, it could have been a result of that. It could have been, you know, genetic. Just don't know. But now it's it's there. And I am aware that when I have, like, maybe a spike in, there'll be something stressful going on. I'll notice there's a spike in it. Or if how? I... How? What, what do you know? How, how do you I'll come out with bruises. Just so, like, I had bruises okay. over my arms up here last week. And... Where where I'm abroad, if I get bitten by a mosquito, you know, I'll like scratch it like that, like any nearly I can do that and that's it. I'm I get a bruise. So in France, when I was filming a couple of weeks ago, we were around the Dordogne River and there were loads of mosquitoes around there and I was like, Oh god, I them itch and I literally got back from filming, I was like Oh my word, my, all the bottoms of my legs are just covered in bruises <laughs> because I scratch it. And that might, you know, be, well, because I've scratched it and my platelet's a little bit low. But you, sometimes you'll say, Laura, get it checked. Are yeah, you okay? Because yeah, I do worry about her because oh, I think she should get it checked. I mean, that must have been really difficult for you as a mum, like anything, any illness, you know, as a mum yourself, or, you know, it only takes a cough or a cold or a temperature and you're not going to sleep right. So as no. a mum, it must be really difficult yeah, to, of course, yeah. to see I've, that. I've always kind of obviously I now think oh god like I, I would hate Talia to um, have an autoimmune disease like I would hate for it to happen but you know if it does I'm sure it can be managed but I just I don't know whether growing up if you always thought oh god you because I've growing up I've never one thing I love about my mum is that you wouldn't know you would not know she's got anything wrong with her because well like you know but as a Obviously, you look at your hands, and you know I don't. I don't want, no, but you know, there. You know, she. I know. I know she has this disease. But as a person, when you meet her, she's always just trying to be upbeat, and will always say like, "Glass half full." Come on, you know. I love that attitude, but I do think growing up, did you ever think, "Oh, I hope Laura doesn't get." Yeah, of course this. you do. You and then I got ITP. So yeah, yeah well, you, you don't want any of your children to have anything wrong with them, really, do you? Because. It's just being a mum, you just don't. Yeah, So, um, And if they do, then you're really worried and you're like, make sure you get it checked out. And, you know, you have sleepless nights worrying about, you know, are they going to be okay? But, um, yeah, no, I did worry, you know, if you were going to have anything. You were quite young when you were diagnosed with rheumatoid Yeah, I was about 30. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was 32 when I was diagnosed. Yeah, and it just came, you know, out of a bolt out of the blue. Really? So it wasn't like a slow, but it was just... No, I just was one day, I was just like really, really ill and I couldn't get out of bed. And actually Ian was away and I had the two children, you know, an 18-month-old and a six-month-old or whatever. And um, yeah, I just I just felt absolutely terrible um, and had to ring him up and say, you've got to come back. He was on a course down in Bournemouth, I think, because I just couldn't move. And then, uh, yeah, it just went from there, really. And then it just went gradually through all my joints. Over the years, yeah. you know, it's gradually got sort of attacked more joints. But, um, but they didn't yeah. know with you what it was for a long time, did they? No, it took them a while. Well, you have to have lots of tests, don't you, blood tests. And, and first of all, when you're like that, you think, oh, I've just got the flu. Because it does feel like, you know, you're 
aching all yeah. over. And I do just think as well, when you've got children... You have to get you on just with it. keep getting on, don't you? Yeah, so you So I think to. it's... You sort of brush it aside a little exactly. bit and you just keep going because yeah. ultimately you, can't you have to. You can't. You can't be ill. No, there's no, yeah. no, one's, yeah. no one's giving you yeah. paid sick leave on that one, are they, really? No, so no. I think it's... I think it is one of those ones that sometimes you are last on the list to kind of, you leave things. And even though you know really that actually that isn't yeah. quite right, yeah. I think it's... And sometimes you battle on, even though you do feel absolutely terrible, because you, you just have to, well, you, have you to. really? And you have I to. Think, and then it, yeah. no matter how, you have to put on that brave face as well, yeah. because you never want it to be able to kind of filter down. And, and clearly you did an amazing job of that, as, as Laura just saying, that it's one of her sort of the things that she admires most about you is that kind of glass half full attitude when by the sounds of it, it would have been very easy yeah. for you to have just completely have been on your, your hands and knees at a yeah. lot of the time. So yeah. I think it's, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's, it's scary how well you can kind of mask and kind of get on. And I think yeah. definitely from, from the outside looking in, like you would never know that you had this illness that took you so close. I mean, to... that, well, that's the thing. Like I never want... <sighs> When I I post things on social media, which I very rarely post anything about, I started to post about ITP only because I filmed an episode of Replacing the Sun a couple of weeks ago and it was almost like it was meant to be. I was in France and I got bitten by mosquitoes, started scratching my legs and it was bruising. And I just, like, flippant comment just said, oh, like, bloody ITP like that. And my house hunters went, you've got ITP? I was like... Yeah, like, you won't have heard of it. And they're like, no, we have. My sister died of it last year. She was 38. No. Yeah, she's got a seven-year-old boy. She had ITP. She's had it, like, all... And I was like, oh, my God. Like, it was just so bizarre how I'd... My, like, the production would have never have known. Mm. Like, I'd just been paired with these people, Mark and Janine. And... um it it was like, God, this is sort of meant to be that mm. I'm with these people. They understand about ITP. I can relate to them, their family, their story. And I was like, right, I want to try and do something about this. I want to try and raise more awareness. And, you know, they have a go, um, a just giving page, yeah. whatever, to raise funds and stuff. And I just thought, well, I want to try and use my platform to not always look about being in sunny destinations or whatever. I try and use it to generate a bit of awareness. And surprising how people come back and go, God, like, actually, we've got bruising or we've got this and maybe it's that and maybe we need to get it checked or, oh, thank you for raising awareness of this. And so, um, yeah, I've done done it a few times and it's quite interesting to see the, the response. But then when I post a picture of my arm covered in bruises, that's when my mum calls me and goes, Laura, yeah. go get checked. What do you do? Because <laughs> obviously when I'm on FaceTime, it's very easy to cover up. Yeah. You know, it's very easy when I'm wearing... The dresses that I'm wearing on a place in the sun, I can cover up my arms, I can cover up my legs. You, you can't, you can't see it, and so you wouldn't know. And then it's no. only when I do something yeah. on Instagram, you're oh like, "Oh my god, get to the doctors, <laughs> behave yourself." <laughs> um, yeah, well, I think it's definitely amazing that you do use that platform because, like you say, even if it's one person that might go and get go and get checked, yeah. then it's definitely worth that. So you started work in TV. A long time ago now since so but am I right in thinking so you gave up the opportunity to study law and psychology to I did. go I did. okay <laughs> how did you feel about that as a mum Lynn so when she said this is what I'm going to go and do here's what you could have won over here no I was fine because we've always encouraged her to do what she wanted to do 
I've always told her the downsides mm -hmm. of things, but then left her to make up her own decision. Yeah. But Laura's quite switched on and, and she knew what she was doing. Um, but we all always encouraged her to um, have a good education and, and work well at school, which we didn't really have to encourage her because she was always a, a worker. Spark. She always wanted to be the top of everything. <laughs> um, and she worked really hard to achieve that as she has done now. But she had her options. So she applied for the university and mm -hmm. she obviously got a place. But she said, I'm also going to write off to lots of TV companies. And if I can get a job, I'm going to take that opportunity. Because even if I go to university, I've probably still got to go in as a runner. Yeah. So we said, fine, if that's what you want to do. And um, she obviously applied to all the companies. She got a job. And here we are today. The thing is, I think I'm quite, I don't know where it comes from probably you <laughs> but I'm quite headstrong like I've all haven't I I've always been I've always been like this is what I want to do and this is what I'm going to make happen and I, I do you think I'm stubborn um no because I think well stubborn's the wrong word really because but I mean if you, I think if you get an idea and you know it's the right idea you know it's going to work you'll do it but if um me or somebody else's to or have you thought of this then you'll listen yeah yeah you will listen to people but if you if you think well actually no this is the right thing to do then you commit to it so yeah I mean I just I remember I remember being 15 I mean you've always you have always been so supportive and encouraging of like um what I've, I've also like valued so much about my mum and dad is they've they've made me really understand and appreciate like the value for money mm -hmm. and the things that get handed to you on a plate. And if you want something, you work for it. And, um, but they're there to support along the way if need be. And I remember, you know, me saying, and this comes from pops as well, actually, like my pops would always be like, what, what part time job are you doing? You know, like he was all, like he had like jobs down the fairground, didn't he? When he was young and he'd like run the, the football team and like Pops was a real, he, had, he had was a real entrepreneur. Stall, yeah. yeah, he had, he had like real entrepreneurial spirit. And yeah, he'd be like, he all right, all right, Laura, well, what, what are you up to this week? And, and he'd, he'd love it. He'd say to me, you got enough work in Laura? Or what you, you know, he's always, always sort of worried, wasn't he? I'd be like, Pops, I'll be fine. Don't worry, don't worry. But that's definitely a bit like you as well. I remember not encouraging me, but you sort of, you did help sort of like get, get a part-time job. Oh, yeah, I, definitely. I was 15 yeah, and yeah. I was working in like a pound shop yeah. and a bakery and a shoe shop. And then when I was 16, I went to Peter, uh, when John Lewis, I used to go to Peter Jones yeah. on Sloan Square. I used to get the train up on a Saturday because it was a better rate working up there in London than it was like getting a local job around here. And we also knew that John Lewis was going to be opening at Blue Water so she would be ah, able to transfer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I always had like the part-time jobs. And I remember being 15 and going to, my dad used to work like in communications for the Ministry of Defence and he had some friends that did like race driving events. And, I, and Browns Hatch is not far from here. So I remember once going to an event on a Saturday a family like corporate event and I remember this lady so vividly like having this conversation with this lady and I was 15 she said to me so like what do you what do you want to do then um like work-wise do you, you like events or what and I said no I want to I want to get into television and uh, but I'm going to buy my first house when I'm I want to get on the property ladder and, and she came away from the conversation and I remember her saying I feel like I've just had a conversation with like someone in their 30 like 
Where, why are you so, you've got an old head, that's what she said, you've got an old head on young shoulders, where does it come from? I was like, I don't know, I don't know, but I just, I just want to buy a flat, I want to buy property as soon as I can, and I'm saving now, I'm saving now. But I think with your children, we always encourage them to get a little job, to get their own money, to manage their own money, Yeah. and then we would always, okay, if you're working, then we'll help you out, which, you know, I think is good, because I think your job as a parent is to bring your children up to be independent, Yeah. because we're not going to be around. Yeah. And, you know, they have to... No, they have to, to be able yeah, to stand on their exactly. own two feet. At, yeah, at and some... I think that's, that's a, you know, a good thing to get them to manage money, get them to budget, you yeah. know, and if they want things, that they've got to work and save for them. You just can't... You know, it's easy to just hand it all on a plate, and that's I think that's wrong. I still think it's so important to instil in children from an early age, do a job that you love that's not necessarily about the money because just do something that you love and makes you happy... Yeah, no, for sure. And I know I've been incredibly, incredibly lucky to do what I do, to get into what I do. And I love what I do and I don't feel like I go to work. I mean, do you feel like you go to work? No, I mean, this doesn't <laughs> feel like work. No, so, like we're so, so lucky. And I just, that's that's all I want for my children. Is it strange seeing your baby be a mum? Is that a strange transition or is it? No, not really. I think it's quite natural. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. No, it's very, very natural. And she's a lovely mum, a good mum as well. But yeah, sometimes really I feel like I'm yeah. not. Sometimes I feel like I'm always running around all over the place. Yeah. You know, I obviously I'm a working mum. Mm -hmm. I travel. I've travelled with the kids since they were three weeks old. So I couldn't have done that without having mum come with me to look after them. Or my mother-in-law has come on trips. Or I've had like help from. Um, I had a girl called Sarah who helped me and Emma. Um, and now I've got somebody called Georgie who comes with me and help. And I couldn't have done it, you know, without their support, effectively. But I think you always have the, the guilt, well, the guilt of yeah. God. Should I have given up my job? Should I be spending more time with them? But then I look at the other side of the coin and I think, well, no, I'm trying to teach my children that mummy works too, and actually that's equally as important as a daddy that works. And they've travelled and I think some people could say, oh, they've been all over the place and, you know, there's no stability. Well, I, I would like to think, well, no, I'm the stable. The routine is that we've still had a routine wherever we've been. Mm -hmm. Okay, we might have been in different countries here or there, but I feel the experiences that they've had and, you know, what they've learned, what they've been exposed to is just as beneficial yeah. as being at home. I would definitely agree with, yeah. with you know, what you gave them in, in travel and experiences. And seeing you work and work hard and work yeah. to achieve your goals is a really important thing to kind of model. We've got a, a, a coffee shop and um, sort of a little bistro as well. We've got 24 staff at the moment that work for oh, us. So it's like I juggle that, juggle filming and then obviously juggling them. And we're actually selling the, the shop. Um, and that was my... I, I mean, I love a project. Yeah. All my life, I've bought, done, up, sold. Bought, well, since I was 19, you know, bought, done, up, sold. That's what I love to do. And in a way, that's kind of what has been of the business mm -hmm. as well. Um, could have kept hold of it, but actually it's something that I, I'm quite aware of now is Rocco has sort of said to me, Mummy, I don't want to go to the Lord Roberts again. I don't want to go to the Lord Roberts again. Don't don't want to keep going back to the same place. Like, why do we, why do you you're always ordering this? You're always doing that, and I'm like, mm, okay. So I want that. I want that gone. I want that gone because he never ever says to me, "Oh, you're always filming. You're always." But it's so weird how 
the shop, he's definitely like, that takes up too much of your life and that's taking up too much of your life that you can't spend time with us. So like that's definitely made me feel guilty. I suppose it's because you're home then, aren't you? But you're home, but you're, when you go away to work... It's a bit he different. Can, he can, yeah, that he can, registers yeah, differently. When she's come back and he thinks, oh, it's my time or our time, mm. she's actually still working. Which yeah. is why, I mean, yeah. yeah, it's going. So it's, um, yeah, I definitely that's that's felt like, oh, I feel, I feel bad. For but that's, a, that's you, you learn through that. And yeah. I think that's kind of the thing about being a parent, that I don't think you ever... You, you never know it all no. and you know you can know two children are the same and so you can do everything exactly the same for them and things can still go one way and another and I imagine that yeah. then you learn again when you become a grandparent yes. how is that yeah. for you yeah. like your experience of being a grandparent how does that compare to to being a parent oh I think it's lovely yeah it's, it's <laughs> easier much back. easier yeah because you can have all the good stuff <laughs> then you can go Bye, lovely to see you. Or if they stay over, you can just, yeah, no, it's much, much easier. Um, although after saying that, if you like take them out for the day or something, you're far more aware that you've got these children, your grandchildren in your charge. And you're like, right, where are they? Right, oh, they're over on that, right? Don't take your eyes off, the, you know, because if anything happens, yeah, yeah. you'd feel like, you know, terrible. So, but no, it's lovely. And, you know, and you can spend, you, you almost feel like you've got time to spend more time with them you know, like sit and listen to them read and play games with them and things like that. Whereas when you're a mum, you're, you're trying to juggle stuff. Yeah. Whereas, um, yeah, so no, it's, it's lovely. Yeah, really nice. Do they understand what your job is? How do they feel about sort of the fact that mummy's on telly? Do they? Yeah, they're not really, they're not, because I guess they've been around it yeah. their, their whole life. They're not like impressed by it. And then, you know, we've got other friends around us that are in, on TV as well, and it's it's just not a big deal to yeah. them really. So, JB from uh, JB Gill, he's down. He presents down on the farm. Yeah. Um. You know, Rocco and Talia have met him because he's sort of like a, a friend of ours. He's been yeah. to Lord Roberts, and um, they just know him as Ace's daddy. Yeah. You know, but they're not as, as Ace's daddy on the TV. You know, they don't really. It's not like oh wow wow. Well, and they've wow. never known any different either. So it's... no. So um, to be honest. Should we be saying if a place in the sun comes on? Rocco's like, I'll turn place in the sun off. I don't want to buy a house in the sun. <laughs> you don't yet, son, but you will one day. Yeah, one day you will, and I can help you. This is my um, tap into me. No, he's he's more interested in watching playing Minecraft or you know. Oh, Minecraft! <laughs> Minecraft. He's he's more into to that than seeing Fort Boyard, which is something that I did for CITV. He's, he's loved Fort Boyard. Yeah, he's um, he's into Fort Boyard. So he's like, "Who's your favourite team, Mummy? Was it the Sharks? Was it the Dragons?" Um, so yeah. you can see the appeal there more yeah. to that age group than a place in the yeah. sun. To be completely <laughs> honest, yeah. Um, but then Talia, what what I love, which is so funny about Talia, is she's obsessed with houses. So she'll go, "Can I have a look around your house? Or should we have a little tour?" Or she's she's really into. Like, Love that. Yeah, and she. Um, this is this is my fault as well because I'm quite, and this is from Mum, quite OCD about how everything has to be kept in a certain way, cushions and neat and tidy, and they are both like that. My children, like you go into Talia's bedroom and she's like, "Don't touch, please keep that like where it, I like." Oh, she'll get everything out, but she then she'll go. Like a dream. I like it all put away, please. And don't 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 yeah. touch. If you've cleaned the room, Mummy Rocco's like, he's like, "Mummy's clean my room." 
I knew exactly where all my toys were and, you know, I'm like, oh, God. So, yeah, they like, they like their things oh. in certain places. Delilah is not that person. My daughter is the complete opposite of that. She's like almost, if I went in a tidy her room, she'd be like, but I knew where everything was when it was on the floor. And you'd be like, oh, dear, that's not going to be the one for me. Did you ever have any... I suppose it's a bit different now because of the kind of social media has peaked more than when Laura was first sort of going into TV. Was there any parts of that that you were apprehensive about as a parent for her to kind of step into the into the public eye? No, not really. No. I remember being at school though. There was definitely a a stage that I went through where bullying was Oh yeah, definitely at school. Yeah, we did have a little stage of, of bullying didn't when we? When you were at school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Laura was always again, she always strived to be the best of everything. Mm. Um and she usually was the best of everything. She always got the lead part in the school. I... <laughs> yeah, you were. You you always got top of the class, don't you remember? And then one particular time, I couldn't believe this actually, that she'd got top of the class again. I think it was um, stars or points or something and the teacher called us in and she said oh I'm really sorry but I'm not going to be able to put Laura at the top of the class because like you know she's been the top of the class for the last how many weeks and we feel it's not and I said well how can you do that the other children should be working harder to try and better her yeah not, you're going to put a second because she's been top of the class for the last five weeks so yeah that was a bit wrong and also she got a bit of bullying because she always used to get the lead role in the school play. Um, and some of the other... I think it was mainly girls, wasn't it? It was one particular well, I just, girl. I, I remember being really sad, like really, really sad, to the point where I was like... You didn't want to go to school, didn't, didn't you? Go to school. I remember like saying... At I don't primary want to... or secondary? Secondary, secondary school, school like, yeah. I remember saying, like, I don't want to live anymore. Like, yeah. I just don't want to live no, anymore. This is horrible. Yeah, I remember... It was near where you're, when you were going to be doing your GCSEs, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Because, of, because of bullying. Yeah, yeah. because of the bullying. And it yeah. was... And I remember getting called into... The office at school yeah, and them saying, as well. if yeah. you don't want to come in and do it, you, yeah, you got. They're going to do hurt. They're going to do. It I home. could do. I could do exams at home. I wanted Why? To. So what? What just, brought I, this? Just there was just like a horrible. I, do you know? Do you know what's really weird? Like now, I know it's an experience that happened, but there's a lot of me that's just brushed it under the carpet. Not brushed it under the carpet, but just almost blocked it out. Put it in a box and gone. That's that's over there that now. Was there, and I, can't, yeah. I can't really remember it very much, but I just know it was crap. It was a horrible time. Well, I mean, to to be able to yeah. say now that you didn't want to live anymore, it had yeah, obviously I did. got I to. I remember saying that I'd like I don't want to live. Like this is making this. Horrible. Did you say that to your mum, or was that something yeah, that you oh, felt? Yeah, no, she said it to us. I think it was only one particular person that was doing it, but obviously like, they had a big know, effect. Yeah, I don't. I'd, and I'd, I think her parents were called to the school as well, weren't they? Yeah, I just, I don't remember it, the details of it because I have just gone up. But I look back on that time, those years, and although I don't remember details, what I do think is it's made me the person I am now to be able to deal with stronger negativity. Like, if anyone wants to say anything bad, I just think, whatever, just whatever, whatever. I don't let it get to me, and that's why... It really, really upset me so much in lockdown when I got some negativity um, attacked at me and the family over our coffee shop. 
and I was trying to do good by the community and then a load of people put a load of abusive stuff over it. Just a bit, just horrible, just like about us as a family and like on a next door app online. And I read it, I read it or someone alerted me to it and I ended up having a panic attack, which had never, ever happened in my life. And I didn't know what was happening. And it was because I, I was letting all this negative stuff get to me. And that's the only other time where I think it's yeah it's affected me aside of that and I'd vowed like after going through that that I would never ever let anything get to me again and obviously that that did and I think it's never it's never acceptable when people are negative about anyone online but I think if it's work and you're presenting and um, not everyone might like your style so it's like okay they might prefer this presenter over you and I think okay well you don't need to say it it's best to just keep it to yourself. Yeah. In fact, Tali said something on the school run the other day, lovely. She was like, Mummy, I've just learnt this saying and I really like it. She said, if it's not kind, keep it in your mind. I was like, oh, I really like that, Tali. Yeah. I really yeah. like that. So, yeah, that I read these things online about myself and my family and I think because it was a per, like personal to our yeah. family, it, that's why I was like, oh, my God, like, is this really what people are saying? Is this what people think? But when it comes to negativity about, like, me on in my job or a photo shoot I've done or whatever, I think, oh, wh- whatever, you know, there's always going to be... That doesn't make it right. No, I can but, relate um, to that feeling like I said before. Anything about just myself, I think if you know me personally and you think that I'm a horrible person or I've done, I've done something wrong to you personally, yeah, then I'll let it live in my mind a little bit more and think, well, why? And is that right? And did I do something? But... If you don't know me and you're basing an opinion over an interview or a photo or an idea of who I am, if you don't actually know me, then that's yeah, that's yours. Yeah. That's not yeah. for me. But yeah. when it's stuff about my husband or you're know, like the same, I can't. I, I find it really difficult because I think you don't know the work that goes in behind closed doors or the, the motives or the behind anything. So I can completely get how something can go through a chink in the armour when it's something about your family. Uh, and I think it, by the sounds of it, kind of caught you a bit unaware. Yeah. It's like a thing. Yeah. You weren't braced for no. for that. No, but yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I don't think I've ever spoken about that. <laughs> I mean, it, that can't be easy yeah. as a mum either. Like on, on both fronts, no. you've got... Then I can't even imagine what it would be like to hear your teenage daughter say that she doesn't want to live anymore. Yeah. Yeah, no, right. it's, it's hard. Yeah, very, very hard. And you just want to sort it out, mm. you know. But it did get sorted out. It's and it got was, sorted out very quickly. And then, yeah. you know, I went to a different school and... Um, not because of not that. Not because of that, no. 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 I did go to a different school to do... Yeah. And I think the person and... was, like, sorry afterwards, weren't they? I don't know. But I, can't, sometimes I can't even remember. People... I didn't even remember who it was. Yeah. So people, that's just, like... Just people do the best way, though. People do things, don't they? And they don't realise how hurtful it is. And then afterwards they think, oh... You know, why did I do that? I just wouldn't want Rocco and Tyler to go through And I that. think that's the hard thing when you then become yeah. a parent yourself, that you think back on, you know, like like when you're saying even now that you know that that's made you who you are and made you stronger and whatever, you still would never wish no, for them have no. to go that for the end result. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. You know, it could have gone di- very differently. Yeah, and, But I am, I am proud that it's made me who I am. And I don't think I'd be doing what I'd be doing if yeah, I hadn't gone yeah. through those experiences. No. So, 
Um, but you know, Rocco and Tana would be very different. They go to a very different school. They're very privileged. Yeah. I'm not saying that we we weren't, but you know, it was a tough school, wasn't it, to go to? There were about four people in the entire year that actually wanted to work. And, you know, they asked me back to go and speak. At the, well, the school's not even there anymore. It got no, knocked went, down, didn't it? Yeah. And um, it got knocked down and a, a new school built in its place. And they asked me to go back and speak in front of the, the school and talk about my time. And that was kind of hard because it was like, well, I don't really have fond memories of this exactly, place, to be honest. Yeah. Like an but, edited version. But, you know, if, if you knuckle down and you, you're focused and you, you know, want to achieve what you want to achieve, then go for it kind of thing. So, yeah, God, I feel like I'm burying my bloody soul saying what I've said about... No, but, <laughs> but, you think, know, you know, but I actually, I think it's really important as well, which is, and I mean, I think you just touched on it then, which is I don't, I genuinely, and I think social media doesn't help this, which is people are going through a lot. In general, it's been a tough time for a lot of people, more so than sort of any other time. But that doesn't excuse that. I think people don't realise the effect that they're, words can have when it's on social media people they probably wouldn't think they have an idea of what your life Laura is like Mm -hmm. and that you know somehow you're sort of Teflon proofed to all of this stuff that's going to be said because your life's so perfect and it seems like you have a lovely life but ultimately you're a human being and I think that people have become very comfortable voicing how they feel about things and making that known to those people that it's it's none of it's actually none of your business what they think of that and if they want to say that to their friend yeah then so be it but you should never have to that should never be in a realm where you need to know that and I do think it is important for people in the public eye to actually speak up and say you know when you say these things it's not nice because it is the only way that these changes will come about yeah you know we were saying earlier I mean Social media can be really, really good for yeah. awareness, making people aware, exactly. but it can also be really bad and really damaging. Mm-hmm. So it's like a two-edged sword, really. But obviously, when Laura was starting out, there wasn't really any. Exactly. So it wasn't a thing to really worry about. Well, no, it was, it mean, was it magazines. Was, and, the, was and the most yeah. you would have is, you know, they were like niche forums. Yeah. But not personal, you know, forums. And I, or and I think pe- it does make people, social media makes people think that they know exactly who you are and exactly what your life is yeah so I think they do feel like they they do know who you are where in actual fact they know that part of of you so I think it's really important I think it's really important that people do say actually it's not nice it has been such a pleasure getting to know Laura and Lynn but before I go I'm super excited to put forward a little maternal dilemma where we give them both a classic parenting problem and see if they come back with the same solution. Right, so here is the maternal dilemma. You've got rid of one of your child's long ignored toys. They haven't played with it for ages. But then the next day, in typical fashion, they desperately need that toy. This has happened to me. Exactly, yeah. (laughs) Do you kindly help them look for it because it's obviously somewhere until they lose interest or do you blame it on them for not uh saying they're not looking after that although it doesn't sound like your kids are not keeping their rooms tidy or do you just admit that you got rid of it because they never play with it I'd, i'd admit i've done it before but what i tend to do i mean again rocco would go crazy it's probably more so actually both Rocco and Tanya occasionally will say, Mummy, I've not been playing with this anymore. Let's donate it to a like a 
someone that hasn't got a toy or like we'll put box like the shoe box together yeah. at Christmas um, of toys. And I've done it before with some of Rocco's things and he has gone crazy and said, why did you get rid of that, mummy? You're such a bad... And I'm like, well, Rocco, you, you weren't playing with it and it's gone to somebody else that wants it more and you've got lots of these other toys instead. So I'd, I'd always be honest. I think it's always, don't lie to your children. Like, I just couldn't, I couldn't. I have to be open and honest with them, really, about things. What would you do? What would you, would you take take the same approach or would you just pretend to keep no, looking No, I would the take the same approach because I've been accused a lot of times of throwing not <laughs> your stuff away but death's stuff away. My <laughs> husband. Yeah. You know, I t- he's not going to use this anymore. Where's that? Sorry, it's gone to the charity <laughs> shop. So no, I would be honest because I think What's the point of the not being honest? The truth comes out so, in the end. Yeah. Always. It, do you know what? Yeah. Always. I, when it comes to the kids, I would really, sometimes it might, I might delay it by like a day. And then if they say, I'd be like, do you know what, Delilah? This gone. It's gone. You <laughs> need to accept that it's gone now. Yeah. But do you know what? I went through, we had a new wash, a new tumble dryer and I must have shrunk. <laughs> I'm good at that. <laughs> I don't know, a good 30% of everything that Mark owned. And <laughs> including this one particular T-shirt that he was then adamant that he was, it was this T-shirt all of a sudden was like the holy grail of T-shirt. And I knew I'd trunk it. I knew I'd trunk it. <laughs> and he was like, but where is it? And I was like, are you sure you didn't leave it in Italy? And he's like, I definitely had it here. I knew exactly where it was because I'd put it, it was... right at the bottom of a drawer, just folded up, <laughs> pretty much like our three-year-old could have cut about in it. And he was like looking for it, driving. And in the end, I was like, I shrunk it. I, I sh- <laughs> I've shrunk it. And he was like, what? I was like, you can t- do your own stuff. Do your yeah. own stuff. And I just walked away thinking, oh gosh, I felt like I'd really, I'd purged myself of this because I'd walked around for about, a good week with him st- thinking he'll stop looking for it as a t-shirt how much can he want apparently yeah. he really wanted it oh. really wanted it so yeah I've done that a few times my god well. I'm the worst I've had that exact same conversation do you know what just just do it yourself do it yourself but do yeah yourself. so yeah and I'd, I mean but I didn't take the honesty on the first but I think thing. it's different with your children like, yeah I, I, well like I just I would with Rocco and Tyler I'd be like oh okay mummy and they would be cross yeah they would be cross but I just think... It is the worst, though, if you put it in a bag of stuff that's going to go to, like, the charity shop or whatever, all of a sudden they've never wanted to play with everything what? that's in that whole bag more yeah, in their entire like, life. It's a teddy when they've got a ton of teddies. Yeah. Why Why do you need that one now? Like, you've got a whole box of... So... Because you've just got rid of it. That's <laughs> yeah, why exactly. they want it. It's like other people's stuff is always more... Like, they'll go around and be like, oh, you, you've got that at home, but but here you want to play yes, with it yeah, or yeah. other people's things yeah, is, yeah. is always more interesting. Well, thank you so much for letting us steal you this morning. Thank you. um, I think I'm going to, I'll leave before we get kicked out because I've made myself far too comfortable and the lattes were far too good. But thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you, Laura and Lynn. It's clear from just the short time that I've spent with you both that you have such a special bond. Talia and Rocco are so lucky to have such fantastic female role models in their lives. Join me next time for another Tell All fantastic mother and daughter conversation. And don't forget, you can read Fabulous magazine every week in The Sun on Sunday or every day at thesun.co.uk forward slash fabulous. It's packed full of affordable fashion and beauty tips, plus even more interviews with our most loved female celebs. Before you go, we'd love it if you could follow the podcast. 
You can do it via your preferred podcast app and it means that you'll never miss an episode. And we'd love it even more if you could give us a rating and leave us a review. Thanks for listening. I'm Peter Todd and this has been Things I Told My Daughter. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.